The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Hey, good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority uh, I'm, Mom calls me Kevin. Everybody else calls me Bakes. It's Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. And uh, let's get right into it, folks. Uh, energy stocks rock. That's the main thing we're going to talk about. I've kind of foreshadowed that in, in the, the last few shows. We've now finally reached buy points on two particular energy ETFs that I think are very attractive and uh, add to our, our arsenal here. I'm going to go through the mailbag. And uh, in keeping with that, as, as luck would have it, I've got my friends from Houston asking about Antoro Resources, AR, EOG, Resources, EOG, and uh, a Share Scoops uh, subscriber coming to me with Smuckers. And uh, we're going to go through the portfolio and my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year. I now have nine. I'm looking for my 10th. I always enlist your, your help and suggestions. But uh, let's get into the today's top story. Uh, energy stocks rock. I want to energize your future. And uh, uh, we've been talking about this for a while. And I, I, I always like to see the whites of their eyes. And so I have. Uh, I don't let the headlines drive me, and I don't let uh, the pundits drive me. I let the charts drive me. And so I've got a very specific discipline when to buy. And it's counterintuitive to some, but it just flat out works. Uh, this is the Invesco Oil and Gas Services, PXJ. There's others out there. Last week, we talked about OIH. I think Murph asked about it. And um, I, this looks a little better to me. It's a little they, – they have uh, some of the smaller uh, energy service companies that are here – you have this top arrow. We're clearly breaking to a new high at $30. I bought this uh, Monday morning. Uh, the, the buy was triggered Friday, and uh, Monday morning, boom, automatically uh, it goes in. Uh, we have a 150% increase in volume that you see down here at the bottom right. I like to see that. And uh, it just it's, to me, it's clear as day. And I'm going to keep doing this until it's clear as day to you. Uh, I'm very likely to expand this into a, uh, a more uh, intensive course so that you can read charts the way I read charts, and uh, I hope I'm showing that how valuable this is. Now, I think I'm going to be right, and when I see action like this, it just signals to me that there's positive change. We're getting into the winter. Oil's gone from the high 60s to the high 80s. The, the uh, strategic petroleum reserve is at 40-year lows. That's my most likely culprit for this. Uh, we have to replenish that for energy security purposes, in my opinion. The politicians may not agree going into an election year, but you know, the facts are stubborn things. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at 40-year lows, so we don't have any cushion right now. Uh, the top three names in this also look terrific. I didn't include the charts because I didn't want Christy to punch me. Uh, FTI is, the, is the, uh, the big one, obviously, on the smaller side, Weatherford, uh, Old Line. Uh, energy services, very broad-based uh, services for the, the production of 
of oil and gas, and HP, Helmer Campaign, a land driller. A uh, little on the smaller side, which is why I think I like it a little bit more. There's a, a, you know more leverage and more juice, if you will. If the And this is in contrast to the exploration and production companies, the EMPs. More on that later. But these are the folks that, that, that drill, spec, um, um, uh, from sorry, frack, uh, and and uh, you know have all the things that that go into enhancing well production for the customer, which are the Exxon's and the EOGs of the world. Okay, and I said last week that for whatever reason the services were looking better than the EMPs, and now it's come to fruition. So uh, PXJ is what I like right now. This is sponsored by Invesco. I li- like these three individual names as the. Um, uh, you know the three horsemen, if you will, of of uh, of, of this, and uh, this is familiar territory. I um, started buying these in the '90s when everybody was talking. I know that sounds old. Uh, when everybody was, you know, talking about internet stocks and and uh, things of that nature, and I, I went to see uh, uh, rig uh, 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 a driller that was in the Gulf of Mexico, and it was just. The, the numbers were exploding and no one cared. You know, now people are starting to care. This is 4% of the S&P, the entire energy sector. So if if the big mutual funds and hedge funds say we don't own enough energy, uh, particularly if oil starts to go to triple digits, then they're going to want to be here. And if the natural gas story turns around, hopefully it's you know 7 degrees in all of December, uh, as opposed to the only time I go to a Pats game, uh, then we're going to have uh, uh, we're going to make money here. Next are the refiners. This is the Van Eck oil refiners C R A K crack, and uh, the the name the reason for the symbol is crack spreads are are uh, frankly what drives refiners. That's the 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 feedstock, what you have to pay for the oil, and then the 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 margins you can earn, the spread you can earn for the refined products for gas, diesel, etc. And and crack crack spreads are obviously widening. Uh, you see the buy here again Monday morning. I saw it Friday. I put the buy in and I walk away. It was it was it was, it was that automatic. Uh, for those of you who complain about gas prices and you think it's all rigged uh, in a conspiracy, well, it isn't. It's a marketplace with, with frankly, a lot of government-imposed things that, that drive the price up. And the fact that you can't build a new refiner anywhere anytime soon, um, uh, you know, this is a way to, 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 to mitigate the pain at the pump. And make some money by the by the, the the top three here: Marathon Petroleum, Phillips sixty six, and Valero. And they look like great, great uh, charts to me. So uh, the refiners look great. Maybe the EMPs look great down the road. But so far for me, the services have triggered a buy point. It's ten percent of the portfolio, give or take. Uh, uh, crack the the Van Eck oil refiners is another ten percent, and those are my eight and nine names in the portfolio right now. Uh, and I, this is very distinct from. I don't want you to lump uranium into energy. Okay, this is uh, it's uranium, oil, and gas, and uh, there there isn't that really monolithic energy trade. That in, the, the, you, frankly, the uranium fundamentals are way better, and so I want you to focus on on that a bit more than energy, but you've been asking, now we own them. Uh, next is, uh, I had a link to a Wall Street Journal 
article. Uh, and this is why I bring this up for a couple reasons. This is why I go charts first and fundamentals second. If you wait for the headlines, this came out after our buy. And so I, I, I listen to the market. I pay attention. I, I go through thousands of charts for me, for my wife, for my boys, Bobby and Jack, who I do this for, and for you. And uh, the, the news follows the, the, the price movements. It just does. I mean, it just makes sense. You're not going to write a story about, about stocks that are, that are you know, just, just muddling along. So this is, uh, I can't even read the fellow's name, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, energy stocks are back in the, in the market's driver's seat. And I was just struck by this because I accompanied the chart here. And it's the same sort of thing. Marathon. The uh, number one name in the refiners is the, is the is outperforming this year, over Halliburton, another service company, a larger oil service company, and Chevron. That's obviously you know a, 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 an integrated oil company, so not a pure play on the price of oil and gas. But I'm just struck by the fact that the charts are first and the news is second, and so you can't rely on the news. You can rely on Bakes because I'm reading all the charts for you. So how's that for a shameless plug, huh? Uh, and do me a favor. Please send me all of your uh, uh, thoughts, ideas. If you see things that are negative, that refute the oil and gas and the uranium thesis, then uh, I, I'm all ears. I want to make sure I know the bear story, too, and uh, I pay attention so that I, I have my head on a swivel. Do me a favor, please. Go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. I've got a free how to sell video there that, you know, we add a lot of value just from that component of what we do. Very few people, almost nobody talks about it. It's all what you buy, what you buy. You got to sell at some point. I, you know, Warren Buffett sells stock. I, I can't stand that. Oh, I want to hold stocks forever. There's about three stocks that are like that in this world, and I haven't found them. So uh, there is a time to sell damn near everything, and I will help you do so. That's today's top story. It's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Uh, this comes from Professor Van, Van Levy from the University of Houston MBA program. Uh, and he asks uh, John Gertis, and he forwarded John Gertis' uh, research to me. Very thoughtful fellow, known for years. Uh, his work on Antoro Resources. Uh, Bakes, what do you think about this technically? What's the chart say to you? This is what it says to me. It's a hold. And, and uh, there's a theme that's going to develop here. You see this line that I've drawn back here. It goes back to January, February. Uh, uh, this is an exploration and production company. So they, they, they uh, extract oil and gas out of the ground and, 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 and sell it. And there's times it's a great business, and this time there's a god-awful business. Uh, during COVID, it was an awful business because oil went negative, uh, which is almost hard to fathom, but that's what it did. But... What it did was bring a lot of discipline to to the industry, and they said, "Hey, we got to you know strengthen our balance sheets, uh, keep our capex low, and and return capital to shareholders." And they've done that, and now they're being rewarded. And now you've got higher commodity prices to to help the cause here. This is at um, twenty bucks or so. Did I have that right? No, 30 bucks. Uh, twenty nine sixty two is is the uh, uh, prior high. I'm too vain to put my glasses on. That's the problem. Uh, twenty nine sixty two. It's a hold for now, and I'll keep it real simple. Uh, 
if it t- if it closes above twenty nine sixty two, I get more enthusiastic. You should as well. If the the hundred day moving average is, is the second this first arrow here that you, I don't sorry I didn't put the arrow there the the two hundred day moving average is still going down. I want that to turn up before I get more enthusiastic and get an official trend change. Uh, relative strength is sixty seven. Okay. Uh, beating two-thirds of the market, but I want to see it start beating the other third. I want to see the relative strength line uh, pick up to new highs. Volume is fair at best. Uh, it was, you know, the, it's, it's okay. It's encouraging. And I want to bring up a, a, a concept here for all of the, uh, everybody out there, but especially the MBA students. I think there's something, and I never saw anybody do this or heard about this, but I offer it to you. Do the work, but time the release of your fundamental research. So, uh, and I drove Van crazy with this because he would, you know, have 54 spreadsheets and say, Bakes, this is a great company. It's well run, capital discipline, production growth. But the chart stunk. And so I said, Van, there's nothing going on here. You know, you know, call me, you know, wake me up when September ends. Get, get, get Green Day on the line. So I digress a little bit. Uh, I think there's something we said of getting your audience, whether it's, the endowment fund PM, or uh, if you're working right now at a, at a hedge fund or, or a mutual fund or what have you, say, hey, this is looking really promising, and, and here's my research, and, and, the buy, and I'll come back in with the buy point. So, and what they'll do, they'll, even if they say they don't read charts, okay, they'll put the chart up, and I say, just put it on the screen for me. And then when you know, those four things that I just said, 2962, Okay, let's start getting. Let's get the buy tickets out. The hundred, the two hundred days turning up even more encouraging. Be a bit more forceful. Let's get. Let's get. You know, make this a full position. The relative strength line takes out new highs. The sixty-seven turns into eighty-seven, and the volume picks up with you along with it. And then you have, uh, you know, the money is working hard. And oh, by the way, uh, you have a valuation argument here. And I don't, you know. Genuflect to valuations. I think it's a really poor uh, selection tool in a lot of cases. But a lot of you have mandates that you have to adhere to, and I understand that. In the case of of, of this, it looks like they're going to do 258 next year. We're at 11 times. That's not too tough to swallow. And if you know if you have a, a, a beat and raise situation going on for the next 12 months, maybe hopefully with the help of the uh, uh, the commodity price. Uh, but also with their own production growth and their own, uh, uh, you know, cash flow statement, then you really have something here. So, uh, Antora Resources, it's a hold. I, a, AR, I've given a very clear uh, four-point plan to make it a buy, and I hope I've been helpful. So, uh, Van, John, uh, all the guys at, uh, and gals at uh, the the MBA program, University of Houston, fire away. But this is going to be more fun for you. I think, especially I know how energy-centric you guys can be. Uh, Van also asked about EOG, and this is sort of in the con- uh, context of a previous question. He said, you know, Warren Buffett's buying, buying energy. He ought to look at EOG. And, uh, and I agree with you. Here's what I see in the chart. January, this is a hold, by the way, uh, and, and I'll walk through this. And stocks move in groups. And if people want to argue with me, they can. But I'm just telling you, if things are good for oil and gas E&P companies, they get pretty good for all oil and gas E&P companies. And so it's more important to get the group right, not have dead money, than to say, 
this is the greatest E&P stock ever. But I understand you've got to own individual stocks. So this is the same kind of thing. Here we are at 134. We're just below this, this resistance line that once again dates back to uh, January, February, like the, the similar chart to, to um, uh, AR and Toro Resources. We have uh, better relative strength at, at, um, uh, at 86. We're, we're about to take out that high. It looks like to me you don't need to jump the gun. I still don't like the fact that the 200-day is turning down. I like the fact that the 50-day is cutting up through the 200 uh, has already done so. In the case of AR, we're literally right on the line. So we have this this golden cross, they call it. The 50-day goes up to the 200. That's about to happen with AR. It's already happened with EOG. Um, uh, earnings report, disappointed. Uh, and, and the stock didn't like that, but not that bad. You know, it wasn't cataclysmic. And the fact that we've recovered, and it looks like we want to take out new highs, intermediate highs, not all time, uh, then uh, I think that's encouraging. I think the volume is okay. Meh. So uh, it's the same kind of thing. It is a hold. I think you should do the work and time the release again in this circumstance. It's very art and science. But I've never heard of my, my sell-side friends say, I've got this great report over here, but I'm going to pull it out when the chart looks better. Because I understand you know, how it works. you get got a research director that you have to appease, and you need a certain amount of buys and certain holds. I get all that stuff. Uh, here, the market cap is $78 billion and Toro is 8 So the, the larger cap here uh, stocks are acting better with this 86 relative strength. And, oh, by the way, it's an 11 PE on whatever the cons- what the consensus number is for next year. So you're not, you're not overpaying for EOG here. And you've got a big liquid name that most PMs are going to say, yeah, I know EOG. We don't own enough energy. Yeah, let's buy you know, 2% of EOG. So I hope I'm helpful. I'm rambling a little bit. I'm getting a little juiced up. Coffee and Van Halen again. And, um, but uh, the... Energy stocks are starting to look better all the way around, and uh, so stay tuned, and I hope I can be helpful with a lot of this stuff. Uh, next, uh, uh, Stacy from New York City uh, said, Bakes, I'm a Share Scoop, Share Scoops subscriber. I'm hooked on alliteration, and uh, uh, you know I own J.M. Smucker. What do I do with it? And I said, I, I wish I had known about this earlier. Uh, it's a sell. And and uh, I got a million faults, but being vague isn't one of them. So uh, my cell discipline kicked in with these three arrows that you see here, and which is why I implore ShareScoop subscribers and anybody else who does not have a cell discipline, and that's most of you, frankly, from what I hear from uh, you know my incoming mail. Uh, the cell discipline alone that I talk about will save you money. It just flat out will. I've shown it a hundred times. It's on the website with with uh, uh, Amazon. And um, uh, here we go. With the fifth, when the closes below the two hundred day, you sell a third at one forty eight. You don't call your broker. You don't call your mom. You don't call your priest. The second time, the fifty day comes down through the two hundred again at one forty eight. In this circumstance, you sell another third. Now, frankly, by now. You ought to be saying, hey, uranium is going to be doing way better than James Smuckers could ever do with 6% earnings growth. I don't care about how cheap it is. Uh, I'm going to take the money over here. But, again, cell disciplines are hard to come by, and I had to learn it by losing a lot of money in times gone past. The... uh, 
and this is a lot of study. This is 25 years of study. The 200-day comes down, and you sell the last third at around 144. So that's blended 147, give or take. And what happens? They go out and they buy, uh, in a bidding war, it sounds like, the maker of Twinkies, Hostess, and the street hates it. And they say, what are you doing? And knocks the stock down uh, 12% from when you should have been gone. And, and it is now dead money. So, uh, frankly, and as I mentioned on last week, when I went through my thousands of charts, I said, eh, consumer staples look really awful. And that's, that's, this is it, okay? Uh, Twinkies have a shelf life of 30 years. No stock should have a shelf life of 30 years. So I made that number up. I have no idea what it is. But you get the idea. Uh, Smuckers is a sell. Uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When you come back, we will take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back, and today we've been talking about energy stocks rock. I want to energize your financial future, uh, and here's the, the Stock Market Authority portfolio. We've talked about the two additions, uh, the, the uh, PXJ, the uh, Energy Services ETF from Invesco, and we've talked about adding, uh, just on this uh, past Monday, the refiners, the uh, Crack CRAK, the Van Eck refiners. And I'm out of my mind because I, you know, show you what I do. And this is our real account. My wife and I, we own the S&P 500 and we own this pretty much. And uh, my goal is to make money every year. So far, so good. Uh, I've got work to do this year, but we're 1.75 times the hedge funds. Here it is by month, by year. Uh, I want to make money every year. And your money manager doesn't have the same goal. He wants to outperform every year, which means like last year when the S&P is down 20, he wants to be down three, we're up six plus. So uh, that's, this is what drives me. Uh, and, you know, this isn't financial advice. I don't know your picture entirely. I just tell you what I'm doing. I can't be more shoulder to shoulder with you. There's just no way to do it. This is exactly what I'm doing. Here's what we own right now. Here's the portfolio. My end game eventually is I want to run the, the, the Bakes SMA uh, ETF. And I want you to have your own hedge fund uh, that goes that you can put into a retirement account and that will has the ability to go short, make money every year, 
be simple, transparent, uh, uh, affordable, all that good stuff. So that's an answer to some of your questions why I do all this crazy stuff. The main reason I do it is my sons, Bobby and Jack, were in uh, uh, student-managed investment funds and kept firing questions. Their friends would join in. And so I, I'm, I'm talking to them, and I invite you to listen in. And I, again, I can't be more shoulder-to-shoulder with you as po- any way possible. We're 20% in uranium. We talked about that extensively. Uh, we're 20% in the oil and gas services and refiners. We're 10% Argentina. I just rounded these around. I don't want to go to the, you know, the nitty-gritty. 30% in AI, robotics, technology, the NVIDIAs and Microsofts and Googles of the world. Uh, 10% in Bitcoin, a grayscale Bitcoin trust. Uh, uh, I think that the, the discount has narrowed. I think the chances of them getting an ETF approval are pretty likely. And I think that with, that's with Bitcoin at 26. If we take out 31,000 to the upside, uh, which given our government, I think is, is fairly likely, then we really have a chance to make money in uh, Bitcoin, which is obviously not in the S&P or any of the other indices. And I want you to, you know, think outside the box and own the best ETFs you can find. That's certainly what I try to do. And we're 10% in cash. We're down 15% for the year because we were, frankly, we shorted uh, Kathy Wood and, and the SPACs, and it worked out great. And it just wasn't perfect to, to turn around and, and get involved into the more bullish elements of this year. So I'm working my tail off to get that number up. I'll go through recent improvements in my newsletter, which I encourage you to, uh, to read uh, and respond to, and my social media posts that have breaking news as, over the course of the week. I want you to please subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested on, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, September 13th. Uh, this year is getting crazy. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. I, uh, a uh, few things, uh, more than normal maybe. Uh, if you have any involvement with a student managed investment fund, please make an introduction for me. Uh, I think that, that uh, I certainly add my discipline on how to sell, which will not be covered in, in, in uh, uh, most, uh, you know, uh, Smith programs. And, uh, uh, and I can tell you how to read a chart. And so this, all this fundamental work is wonderful, but the technicals, when you, you really make your, your, your most money when those two uh, uh, are in sync. And I'll be very helpful with that. So please reach out to me. I'm looking at a lot of Smiths, uh, and I want to talk to you all. Uh, and I'd love to present uh, live or, or, or over Zoom at some point. Uh, my next, uh, and please go to the show notes. This is a recommendation, Trends with Friends. Uh, J.C. Peretz is... Uh, uh, a very good technician, a chart reader like myself. Uh, he is very straightforward, funny. Uh, I just like him. And um, uh, he started this other podcast with Howard Lindzen, Phil Perlman, and I'm forgetting the other fellow's name. I apologize. But go to Trends with Friends. And and um, uh, what struck me about this past week's that I have the link to is he showed commodities starting to outperform stocks. And that kind of dovetails what we just talked about with uranium and oil and gas. And frankly, if I disagree with them, I would say that too. But it's, you know, we're all going through thousands of thousands of, we're both going through thousands of charts and we're seeing, you know, this, this, this opportunity in uh, uranium and, and in energy. Now, uh, the next one is 
uh, from Acquired. Josh Brown, uh, and by the way, I hope Josh and, and JC are having fun out at Future Proof. I wish I was there, frankly. Huntington looks gorgeous. But anyway, uh, Josh Brown on his last podcast, Compound with Friends, recommended the Acquired podcast, in particular the NVIDIA, the dawn of the AI era. Uh, season 13, episode 3, and I bring this up because all, I see a lot of the traditional pundits on CNBC and elsewhere basically saying NVIDIA is a bubble and, and, and uh, you know, no stock should trade like this at this valuation. And, but then you go through, you know, this is about the most in-depth history I've ever heard of NVIDIA, and it really goes into great detail as to why their moat was built and why it exists today, and why it is going to be very tough to to assail. That will happen at some point. I'm sure everybody wakes up at AMD and Intel trying to kill them, and other and elsewhere. But uh, you know, I keep going to this. The chart, the chart is in a very clear consolidation. 400 to 500, and when you go up, you know, 25% in a day after their first quarter blowout, yeah, you got to take a rest. And people look around and say, how much is there to go here? Uh, the, the dynamic that I think goes on now is all these portfolio managers that don't own it and aren't performing and are on watch, especially if they stunk last year, are going to get fired. And so you've got some people saying, listen, it's 4% of the S&P, whatever the number is. Uh, we got to own some. And I think there's a lot of that going uh, around. But I refuse to say this is Cisco of 2000. I'll go back to this again because I keep hearing, oh, this is eerily reminiscent of the the late 90s bubble. And this is from my library. This is Cisco. Uh, and it, they, they don't look the same. They just don't. And uh, uh, it eventually will probably get to this, but it isn't here now. It just isn't. Uh, and this, this uh, podcast uh, does a fortifies in me the the competitive situation they have and advantage they have and i think it because it's such a lightning rod you have so much interest in it from what you're telling me uh listen to that i think it's worth your time uh lastly this is um uh, Land of the Giants, how Tesla became the Elon Musk company. This is the Pivot podcast. They, they had a crossover. There's a link to the, um, uh, the Spotify podcast in the notes. And uh, it, it, again, gives the best history of Tesla that uh, I've heard in, in one place. About an hour and a half long, something like that. Uh, and their, comp- their competitive position is way better than most people think in my view, after listening to this and, frankly, again, looking at the chart. Yeah, you have the same sort of thing. I hate Elon. He's become right-wing. He's destroying Twitter. I don't care. I'm in this for the money, and if Tesla's going to work, then I think you should know it's going to work. Is it expensive? Yep, it should be. And this podcast goes into why it should be. And they don't have an axe to grind. They're not money managers. They're, they're reporters, in essence. Uh, Kara Squisher and, and Scott Galloway have you know, uh, minor uh, interviews on the, uh, on the podcast. But, uh, you know, 
we're looking at this this uh, top line here. It looks like it wants to break above 300. The relative strength is 91. Morgan Stanley just came out with a with a price target of, of 400. Uh, and uh, I think he's on to something. I think he's on to something. So I don't own it right now, um, and I'm certainly not saying you should, but whenever I hear this sort of uh, uh, vitriolic response to a person and then it gets in the way of owning their stock, then I kind of get interested. So um, do me a favor. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Those are my big takes for the week. And after I go through all these rants, I like to have some much-needed levity because it's good for me. Uh, this is Norm MacDonald. Uh, may he rest in peace. Passed away last year uh, to cancer. And this is his uh, take on the news. There might be a couple swears in there, mom and dad, but it's it's pretty clean and it's very, very funny. That's it for today. Uh, I uh, will see you next week, and I hope I'm helpful. See you soon. Take care. Please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe there. I appreciate your attention, and I'll see you next week. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.